We humans are crime guards. We are the border makers. We are the boundary testers. We are the census takers. We draw a line to separate this from that so we can see clearly that each is. Let us come into a calm, clearer place where we can relinquish our clutter and relax from business into being. Let us settle into that calm, clear place where the earth supports our bodies and the community lifts our spirits. Where we can breathe in peace and center ourselves in love. Let us welcome our calm, clear place where our hearts can open and our thoughts can expand beyond the cobwebs of convention into the creative flow.
and I'm the sabbatical clergy person here while our senior leader Amanda Poppy is away. My pronouns are he, him, and his, and we are just so glad to have you here this morning, either in the room or visiting on Facebook. Visitors and guests, we hope that you have a blue name tag moment so that we know who you are and can welcome you and answer any questions that you might have. We all love talking about this community and why it's so important to us, and we'd like to hear from you about what brought you today and what you are looking for. We hope you'll join us after the platform service for coffee and cookies at the social hall. And please consider sharing your email with us on the gold sheet in your order of service so we can add you to our mailing list. You can drop in the collection basket later on in the platform service. I'd like to remind everyone to please silence their electronic devices so you can be fully present this morning. And while you pack them out, we'd love it if you check in on social media. <laughs> At this moment, I would like to invite JT, who's a member of my internship committee, to read our statement of purpose so that we might hear our shared values in each other's voices. Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each other's unique capacity. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. If you are new to our community of children and adults, we warmly invite you to join us Work for a world of love and justice across all borders. Thank you, JT. And as JT lights our community candle, I invite you all to join me in the candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Gently soften. 
and take a deep breath in. Feel the air expanding in your lungs. And let it out. Breathing in and out in this moment of silence. Listening to your body, listening to your mind, and listening to all those thoughts that bubble up. Listen to them and gently let them go. Returning back to the silence. Looking for a moment of peace. Yeah. <laughs> 
very good. We'll find out later. And just, you know, just, just life stressful. So I said, I'm gonna put it off. And what happens when you put things off to the last minute? Something always hits the fan, right? So I had a deaf family. Uh, found out yesterday. I went to, I went to bed Friday night around 2 a.m. and I got a FaceTime at 6 a.m. Never want to get a call at 6 a.m. You know that feeling when you see it pop up. And so my mom was on FaceTime, just sitting there, and I, I could see in her eyes. And I said, "What happened?" And she said, "Your cousin died." And uh, my cousin, he was—he was uh, about 25. He died in a yesterday. That's not something you want to hear, and that's hard for a family. Let that just wave through the head. And so I, uh, I said, well, so he has an older brother who's about my age. I don't want to say how old I am, but we're in our late 20s now. He has an older brother that he's very close to, and I can't imagine having siblings that are close to They were like best friends, and they said they haven't told him yet. I said, should I come down? My mom said, well, I don't know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, whatever. So I started making calls to other cousins. There's a bunch of us in the same age, you know. We were on FaceTime, we were chit-chatting, and my mom calls around 8 a.m. and she says, you need to get down here. So, uh, his older brother took a free card. So I got on the highway, and of course I'm still thinking, I gotta talk to these people on this platform tomorrow. <laughs> and it's not their problem, but I think they understand if I just came and stood there, I'm just And I lie to you guys, it's gonna sound like a movie, but there was a sign. There's a billboard. And it said, uh, I actually wrote down what it said, so I don't mess it up. It was by the Buddha, and it said, Each morning we are born again. And it may be distracting if the rest of the platform, I don't mention that online said that's made up. So there might be some of you the whole time, it's like, I wonder if she knows that was made up. But I, but online said that the Buddha, the whole quote is, each morning we are born again. And it says something about new opportunities. But, you know, it, it stood out to me. It, I, I thought that that was something to reflect on, birth, especially when I was coming to sufficiently deal with a large loss. Of course, there was the actual death of my cousin, but there is the loss that our whole family is suffering now. So, of course, I said, you know what? I thought I was coming here to talk to you guys about busyness, and I thought I was going to talk to you about things in the news and chaos and all of the, the reasons that we need to quiet. But I recognized that I was here to talk about this. Thank you. 
when Luke is signed being born again. And I, I, I had a pretty, pretty tumultuous birth. I was in early labor for a week. Yeah. I never knew that I was by myself. Yeah, I was in Philadelphia. So I was by myself, and I was by myself for the entire week. And I, I had this ridiculous concept that I read in that book. It's called The Spirit Catches You When You Fall Down. Some people are not going it. It's by an anthropologist. I can't remember her name. I think it's Annie Feldman. Yeah? Yeah, she's like, I don't know. We'll find out later. I think it's Annie Feldman. But the name is The Spirit Catches You When You Fall Down. And it's about the Hmong people in Asia who have a pretty traditional culture. And in our current society, we see someone use a word we would like. I mean, let's say antiquated. Let's say it's very rural in many places. And they have shamans that come by for everything. They have shamans that help with birth. They have shamans that help with particular ailments. And in their culture, I read, so I gotta tell you, I know this is more of a mind likely, but I didn't read the book before class. I just read the first chapter. So that I'm participating in this class. I was taking an anthropology class at American University. I had a lot going on, okay? So I just, just read the first chapter, but in the first chapter, there was a birth. It was one of the first stages. It was the birth of a child, and the mother was in complete silence. And I swore when I had a baby, this was like a year ago, maybe two years ago, I swore I was going to give my baby in complete silence. <laughs> yeah, we're laughing. I think some moms are we're laughing. <laughs> but the women do it. They do it. And they believe that these spirits can catch you with all this noise. They believe that having a chaotic and traumatic birth, which some of us in Western medicine have found to be true as well, can be stressful for the child. So I said, I'm going to have a quiet birth. My child's going to come in the room, and we're just going to look at each other. I'm going to be like, hey, baby, it's going to be quiet in here. That did not happen. <laughs> and so what I realized was, so I needed help. I was by myself, and it was too much going on in order for me to quiet myself down. But I was so committed to having a natural birth. When I got to the hospital, so my mother came up and my doula, I paid a doula from this area to come up. And it just so happened I went in labor during rush hour. So I was by myself for about eight hours in active labor by myself. So early labor for me and then I was in active labor by myself. It's like laying on the floor, running water on myself. Just, you know, I was, I was really trying to relax into it. But when they got there, I was like, let's go to the hospital. But it was too early. I wasn't fully ready. I wasn't dilated. They said, well, we're going to have to give you some pain medicine because you don't seem to be taking it well. And I was like, no, I can do this. Just let me do it. And I, I tried to show them that I could do it. And I got on this birth ball and I swayed. And I quieted my mind. And a doula came over and she tried to play music. I said, like, stop. I turned the music on. My mom was like, hey, Chris, do you want me to run? I was like, like it was, it was totally about me in that moment. And I swayed. And I stayed like that for 20 minutes in silence. And then the nurses came in and ruined all of it. They said, yeah, aside from that silence, the baby's not doing great. You did great, but we're gonna have to hook you up on a monitor and you're gonna have to lay in the bed. I said, so I can't sway until I'm gonna be quiet anymore. Like you have to get in bed, man. I was like, I'm gonna get in the shower and it's gonna be majestic. And I have a baby in silence right here. She was like, no, you're not. So I got an epidural and I continued to scream. And I uh, went to sleep and woke up screaming and went back to sleep and woke up screaming. And what I recognize is, it wasn't that the same pain, it was the same label, right? 
it would be quiet for that time, 20 minutes, because it, the, the noise was me. That chatter was me. things like that 
in the moment. And that's what we have to try to figure out, is how to bring silence in the moment of chaos. So when our spouse comes with something we've heard 40 million times and we want to react, can we find a way to touch our clothes, to touch our bases, to touch our, just to, just to bring it down before we respond? Tara Brock talks about responding and not reacting. When our child comes around the corner and baby powder all over them, can we remember that they're three years old and just find a way to shut out the noise for a second? I wanted to make a joke about pregnant pause, but I don't know. It was in there, so just make your own joke with it. Yeah, so build your own sound with those pieces. In the midst of the political climate, in the midst of the things that we are going to go through in our lives, there will people will die and things will pass away. Can we find a way to shut out the noise? Can we find a way to be closer to our loved ones? Can we find a way to be closer through, through silence? We don't want to create division. This morning, my parents, I, I suppose because I'm taking it well, I had no idea how much was on my mind. And I was about to leave the house, and I had on, my baby was on my back in a carrier. My book bag was on my right arm, which I was trying to hold gingerly because it had milk in it. So I was holding the book bag up, and then I had another bag, and then I didn't want to break my skirts, and my skirt was like this, and I was just like, <laughs> and my dad is like, he's like, I need coffee, and I mean, I'm not, and I everyone please, it was like when I was getting work, and I was like, please, I need quiet. My dad was like, excuse me. <laughs> trying to get out the door. I said, why is it? Literally, this is not a job. I didn't say, well, why can't you just walk out of it? I was like, mm, I understand. And I haven't seen my parents in like a month, so I was trying to be like, kind. And I looked my dad in the eye and I said, listen, my cousin just died. He was 25. I'm upset. I'm not showing it, but I'm, I'm hurt. And my things are around the house. I got stuff everywhere. And I want to see it as I'm walking out. So I need a little bit of silence so that I can focus for just a second. And you know that's not what I wanted to say. <laughs> that's what I said. And I didn't create a division between the people who care about me this morning because I found a way to embrace it. And all of us need that. We need that silence and we need that pause. We have to figure out how to get it for ourselves and practice it. So remember that you need that silence. And I encourage you to take it.
part in our platform service where we get to share with each other about what we've heard and how, how the platform and the message today resonated in our lives. But speaking of silence, speaking of shutting out the noise, I'd like to invite you all for just a few more minutes, maybe two or three minutes in silence, to let, let it all just sink in, to enter that moment, that reflection. So please sit, settle in your seat, do whatever you need.
Thank you. Emerging from the silence, now I'd like to invite anyone who's had a thought or a reflection that you'd like to share with the community to raise your hand and I'll bring the mic to you. Please remember to say your name as you begin to speak. 